Bless up. Yes. Hell yeah. So you're in charge of keeping me awake this episode. Oh, by the way, this is Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd. What? what? You can't start off by being like, oh, by the way, you have one responsibility, and that's to keep me awake for that's an it. hour. You have one job. Every night for, I swear to God, as long as I can remember, I wake up between... 3.30 and 4.30. Sometimes I can fall right back to sleep, but more often than not, my brain's just like, hey, let's think about everything that's happened over the last 20 years that you probably shouldn't have, and you probably could fix if you really wanted to. <laughs> oh, that's I'm the worst. I'm so over it. I, I don't know if I could function every day like that, because that usually happens to me on like New Year's, around my birthday. Like around my parents' birthday, like there are landmark holidays where I, I will have those existential moments where my head hits the pillow, and it's like, remember that thing that happened 15 years ago that, yeah. like, if you did it, you could have gone like down this path. Why didn't mm-hmm. you do that thing and make a time machine and go back and do it again, you fucking idiot? Like that's <laughs> literally yes. So I don't know if it's spirit guides at work <laughs> and why it has to happen. I take. Like 20 milligrams of melatonin gummies before I go to bed. And I take two Advil PMs. So I don't know what the fuck is going on, if it's a spiritual awakening or what the fuck it is. It's probably been going on since January. Oh, it's got to be. I wish I had something more interesting to say, uh, except the only times I have trouble going to sleep and or waking up late is because I started doing crosswords in bed before bed. Which is a terrible idea. Uh, so I'll wake up at like four in the morning. I was like, fuck, what was 26 down? What was 26 down? I need to know what 26 down is. <laughs> and then I can't go back to sleep. Mine's not nearly that interesting. At least you're learning something. <laughs> I'm not, though. I end up Googling the answer because I'm like, it's too late. My brain shut off six hours ago. <laughs> so if anybody has any pointers, I've tried <laughs> CBD gummies. Anyway, tweet at a bitch and let me know. <laughs> Um, what kind of magic or voodoo or whatever it is that I need to be able to sleep through the goddamn night. Okay. So, and I appreciate any help. (laughs) This is already, this is going great. I'm already, we've like, this is the longest I think we've gone without recording an episode, even though we haven't missed one. This is just the longest that we've gone. And I'm already, I'm just, you know, here we are three minutes in. (laughs) It's like we've been talking for an hour. This is great. Kitsy's gone off on a tangent about something she has no control over. Surprise! Surprise! Uh, You know, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, had my little cabin. A lot has happened in the last two weeks whenever we recorded. Godzilla vs. Kong. This is very out of order, but Godzilla vs. Kong came out. I watched the shit out of it a bunch of times and got all the texts from people who were like, wow, this movie's not that great. And I'm like, wow, maybe you should think before you fucking text me that again because I think it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So even going back... Why do people have to do that? They know know. you love it. And they're like, hey, I'm going to be a dick and say, this movie sucks, Nick. 
I know you love it, but it sucks. That's so rude. My, okay, my, my go-to thing always, if it's like a tentpole movie I know everyone is seeing, like in my in my like film friend group, if it's something like art house that they're watching, or in like the blockbuster group, it's like superheroes and shit. My res- my my safe response is always so I watched this movie and it just wasn't for me. And that's it. And then you just walk away. Yeah. You drop and you just cloud of smoke gone and that and everyone's happy but yeah, don't sit exactly. here and criticize my giant fighting monsters to me via text that's a good way to get blocked <laughs> i keep forgetting to watch it to be perfectly honest because you know i'm still on my ncis slash bones binge <laughs> we trade off and on every other night yep but it is on my list of things to do i know chris loves monster movies that oh. was like one of his favorite things to do with his mom because in Chicago, we had uh, Channel 32 would always play monster movies on the weekend. So he'd always sit and watch those with his mom. It's just wholesome. It, it's fun for the whole family. And the fact that they like embed uh, conspiracy theory because the whole subplot of the movie is Hollow Earth. And the idea that like that's where oh. the monsters came from. And, and I'm just like, this is great. Because there's a podcast character. He runs a conspiracy theory podcast. And he's a nice. like a main character, just like this is great. This oh, is exactly it. what I want. Um, but going back, I did go up to the, um, the the Blue Ridge Mountains and and go up this treacherous journey to this old hunting cabin. I stayed there for a few days. It was very quiet. Uh, you obviously didn't get murdered, so good for you. I'm still alive, uh, but there was some paranoia. <laughs> Sounds terrifying. Um, it, it was beautiful, but the, the road up was scary, and we had just had a bunch of flooding in Nashville, and so I was like, well, fuck, am I going to go and then not be able to come back, and am I going to be able to get up there once I drive down? I don't know. And uh, I post some pictures in the Facebook group because I, I went on this hike. It's 20 acres of land. It's this beautiful property. There's no television in it. It's just like out there and it's just beautiful. And there's this hike that's straight up. And so I I got all the way to the top and it's just, I mean, if someone dropped a nickel 20 yards, you know, 30, 40 yards away, you could hear it hit the grass. Like it was just silent. Mm. And I heard like, I thought I heard like a whoop and I was like, no fucking way. This is awesome. And then I thought, out. I, and then I thought I heard some like tree knocks as well. And I was like, "There's nothing out here," so I'm clearly hearing something. Um, and then I, I was on the hike back down. I saw this like big dirt mound that was kind of on the side of the of this mountain, this giant hill that I was on. And so I posted some pictures in the group, and I was like, "Oh, this! I got them! I got them in their natural habitat. Got the squatch." Um, yes. But, uh, no, I mean, it was fun. There was, like, a gate, and the wind would blow, and the gate would hit the cabin, and I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Is there something trying to get in? What is it? <laughs> um, but that leads me to my point that I'm really upset with our where we are as, as a society right now, because... Oh, we're going here. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, two years ago would have been like full on I'm in squatch territory any shit that I hear this is it like oh man or what if there's some crazy like killer in the woods like should I be afraid the one thing That's I was I'd a- be. exactly ex- yes exactly <laughs> the one thing I was afraid of is I'm doing dishes 
And I'm like, wow, there's no instructions in this Airbnb. Usually it says, take your trash out. Don't take your trash out. There are bears. Do your dishes. Don't do your dishes. Whatever. And the cleaning fee was very cheap in the Airbnb, which was a big selling point for me because sometimes it's like $120 on top of what you're paying. Yeah. And so I messaged the Airbnb host, and it's amazing. I will stay here a hundred times. This has nothing to do with how amazing this place was. And I'm like, hey, what do you want me to do with the trash and the dishes? And they're like, oh, just make sure, you know, the trash you can leave there, but just make sure the dishes, you, you hand wash them, and you put them in the rack where they dry, and then you're good. And immediately, I was like, are you fucking telling me that the person before me, who might or might not have COVID... Hand wash these dishes that I ate off of, <laughs> and I'm freaking out and like getting news, breaking news on my phone that now has Wi-Fi. That's like the CDC says impending doom is coming, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna get COVID. I'm gonna die. Like this is it for me. All because this cab is. I'm gonna selfish. wash these dishes and hand sanitizer for the next guy. <laughs> but like, I know how booked up this place was, and I'm like the people before me and what if covid's on this and i and i'm like what is wrong with me like what like, what, like this is where we are now and i hate it <laughs> i do too it's 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 like every, i don't even know how i'm gonna act when things are normal i i officially have both uh, vaccinations fuck your conspiracy theories <laughs> i want to get back to work yeah. um so i i mean it's like talking to somebody, like those close talkers. I will freak the fuck out. Buffets? Oh. I will never go to a buffet again. If if you can get sick from somebody breathing on you six feet away or however, five feet away, what the fuck's that? In a buff- no wonder I always have a goddamn cold or sinus infection. Yeah. It, like, terrified. I've learned a lot about viruses uh, in the last year and how, like, how easy it is to get sick especially doing conventions like coming from that world as well and like con crud is very clearly a thing and i'm like that's really fucked up that that wasn't just a normal thing for us we were like oh i've got my first con crud of the season only 17 times more those are germs (laughs) those are little germs that are spraying in your face someone has spit in your mouth (laughs) that is what that is (laughs) literally (laughs) It's like now I'm terrified to like breathe any air that somebody else is breathing in front of me because I am literally breathing in their DNA. I feel like at this point, I imagine the world is going to be like the theater was when I saw Contagion when it came out many moons ago, and everyone's sitting in the theater and it's the greatest experience. And I feel like everyone had this experience, but we're sitting in a theater. It's like a semi-packed theater, and. About 45 minutes in, someone in the theater coughs, and everyone goes, (gasps) (laughs) and I was like, there aren't even horror movies that get that sort of reaction. So now we're living it. (laughs) So congratulations. Uh, We're going to be screwed in the head for the next two years. Oh, Lord. That That is an interesting thought, and it took us down a rabbit hole of... What's going to freak you out once things are back to normal? <laughs> We're going to overanalyze everything. And that sh- that moment in that cabin that I had, I was just isolated. No one was there. And I somehow went from this calm, serene, peaceful moment to freaking the actual fuck out. Googling <laughs> shit that I shouldn't even be Googling. 
I texted my mom and dad who I'm going to be seeing soon. I'm like, mom, dad, I'm, I might need I might need to delay my trip to have a full 10 days where I can get COVID tested because this might be it for me. This might be it. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and the, I mean, it, it, the, the place needs to get a fucking sanitizing dishwasher. That's all there is to it. I need a sanitizing station <laughs> in every corner of this cabin. I check my, my head, yeah. my temperature every day now. I'm like, oh, I got the sniffles. <laughs> really? I, it's it's this is not who I am, but this is who I have That's become. What you get for going with the cheap cleaning fee, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ten out of ten would stay there again, a hundred percent. If we weren't in the middle of a global <laughs> they get pandemic, a yeah, they get a goddamn dishwasher. I think they have portable ones. You can just wheel it up that big hill. <laughs> Got to go down on the river and what? Hand wash them. Wash them in the clean, clean river. <laughs> Baptize those dishes. <laughs> People pee in that river, Nick. They pee in it. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Let's move on. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. We got out to the camper for a few days this week. It was so great. Um, rain was falling on the camper. So I'm like, you know, a tin oh. roof. And, of course, Chris, I slept great that night. Uh-huh. Chris was like, oh, I couldn't sleep for shit. And the rain was keeping me up all night. You're like, so, you'll deal you know, with it. Old people shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I fucking love it. Okay? I love the rain. Um, I'm only happy when it rains. Um, but I took the dogs for a walk on the trail, and they put a new Bigfoot crossing sign out. On one of the trails in our campground. Oh. So I was stupid giddy. I posted a picture of it in the Facebook fan group, which is just the Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. Yes. I was just so excited. That's amazing. That makes me happy. Embrace the, embrace the Squatch, you know? I feel like people people have lost their... They've lost what they, they've lost. <laughs> God damn That love and <laughs> feeling... <laughs> People just need something to believe in. A lot of a lot of faith has been lost yes. in the last year, and people are turning to Bigfoot in hopes that maybe, what? just maybe, that will give them the light they need. <laughs> God, I do have a story. Oh, well, I have a story, but something exciting that has to do with paranormal. I finally got back to the Botox doctor because you know I I got my my first payment for the books. <laughs> I can afford it. Not really. But, um, the and I was wearing my Bigfoot face mask while I was there. And the receptionist, as she was checking me out, she said, oh my God, have you ever heard of the bear man of Hindustan? Which is very close. It's a teeny tiny little town just on the other side of the highway from where I live. It's like you're driving through and it says, welcome to Hindustan. Like three seconds later, it's like you're now leaving Hindustan. But the <laughs> bear man of Hindustan. I'm like, is it a Sasquatch? She's like, I don't know. Everybody just talked about it. And I forgot to Google it. She's like, I, some people remember the story. Some people don't. So I have to I have to look into that. The bear man of Hindustan Indiana. That's amazing. And every time there are bear man stories in different towns all over the, the globe, that's like to me a cemented Bigfoot sighting. Like that is a guaranteed, okay. like to give it the name bear man and to call it sort of that thing to me, I'm like guaranteed, yeah. done. You, this is 100%. This isn't legend. This is truth. This is fact, not fiction. Yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe he was just using the beard trimmer that day, so the hair was a little shorter. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Maybe. Had little ears looking like an Ewok. And cute as hell. How many times he'd have to charge that damn beard trimmer? Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm going to so, do. Yeah, so I did have something paranormal. I'm so excited. <laughs> that I, I, I want to know the story uh, behind this bear man, but also just you talking about the beard trimmer gives me the aspirations to catch uh, a Bigfoot or Bear Man or Sasquatch and then shave it. Don't shave him. Just trim it. Just scruff is sexy. I, you don't want to go, you know, too hairy because then he gets stinky. Except for that lady down in Louisiana said they <laughs> smelled quite pleasant. <laughs> um, I feel like I can finally, if I catch a Bigfoot, we can finally, I want to like, I just want to have a line of hair just going all the way down because sometimes i try to connect my neck beard to my to my little like upper chest hair just like just to say i've done it <laughs> don't once don't ever do that neck no one's gonna don't see ever it do that it's not gonna be public okay i'm just gonna do it to see if it'll if it'll work but if we just catch a bigfoot and then just shave him like a mohawk all the way down his body then he's just gonna have this line of connected hair all the way down his body <laughs> like a before and after yeah, shot yeah, he's just naked <laughs> With the hair all the way down because, no, I mean, I imagine his genitals are probably covered in hair as well. So I'm talking straight up hair from the from the, cr- the crease of his, sc- his uh, cranium all the way down to his nose, down here like a nice little goatee, all the way down. <clears throat> and then where it cuts off is right where his little, his little uh, pine, where his little pine cones hang. Boom. <laughs> Fine, go. No, you did not. Right. I hate beautiful. it. I hate it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I my interview with Real Life TV went up last week, which is the week before last. <laughs> by the time this airs, and I'm super excited. It turned out great. So if you go to reallife.tv, you'll get to see that Carter and Clayton made it on, and it was it was just a good time. So. I was pretty stoked about that. I'm I'm looking over my notes, but trying to, you know, because I circle back. You're trying to like get us back on track. We're all the way in Egypt, and you're like, all right, this is getting back. We're at pine cones, man. It was time to reel it in. To reel it in, (laughs) reel it in. Also on the Patreon page last week, I let the executive producers in on all the rough cuts and different scenes I was working on for the next paranormal crossroad. So got some feedback from them. So that was wonderful. And I already talk about the fact that I wake up at four o'clock every goddamn motherfucking morning. Yep. So we kicked it off with that. Hey, it. we <laughs> we started off on track there if you if you say it like that. <laughs> <And> we <laughs> Oh my god. And then Lord. there was the bear man but so. there's a bear man i know it's a perfect opportunity to segue and say that sasquatch comes out on hulu april 20th and we can't wait to talk about yes. it. yes cannot wait so you guys have homework you have to watch it because next week there be spoilers we got shit we got to say about it mm-hmm. and we are so excited mm-hmm. to do so yep 20th is a wednesday it is a wednesday i believe let me calendar check that it is a tuesday so the episode oh. drops on Tuesday, and then our episode, where we're talking all spoilers, drops on Friday. So perfect, great Can't time. Wait. Giving you th- it's three episodes. You have four days 
you watch an episode a day, and then we'll drop a spoilery episode of the podcast on that Friday. Boom. Absolutely. And if if you haven't had a chance to watch it, I'm hoping I remember to do this, but maybe I'll open it the ne- that episode with, if you have not watched this yet, please start listening at this point. Yep. So that would probably be a really great idea. Um. Yeah, so we should probably hand this over to Ms. Fortune Astrology. She, uh, it's like she knew I was going to be bitchy today. I, but she knows nothing about my sleep patterns. So, Jess, what's going on? Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Ms. Fortune Astrology here with your weekly energy forecast. We have some really uplifting energy coming down the pike, so let's jump right in. Saturday the 17th is bananas, but in all the right ways. We'll have four planets hanging out at 26 degrees of their respective signs, and all of them will be tossing energy around the zodiac wheel like a giant pinball machine. First, we'll have Mars and Gemini forming a trine to Jupiter in Aquarius. Then Mercury will reach 26 degrees of Aries, where he will proceed to ping Jupiter in Aquarius with a sextile, Mars in Gemini with a sextile, and Pluto in Capricorn with a square. Got all that? For the most part, this is all fantastic energy. Trines and sextiles are soft, harmonious aspects that create the ability to flow with little to no resistance. Jupiter is known as our greater benefic, which means that we like him a lot. He creates expansion, luck, opportunity, all the good shit. Mercury and Mars have a little bromance going on right now because they are in what's called mutual reception with each other. Mercury is in Aries, a sign ruled by Mars, and Mars is in Gemini, a sign ruled by Mercury. The net effect of this is that they strengthen each other significantly when they connect, as they do on Saturday. Overall, the sausage fest is likely to result in words aligning with actions, aligning with the highest and greatest good for everyone involved. The only potential snag here is Mercury's square to Pluto, which could cause some intense discomfort, but only if you push too far. Know when to say when so you don't unravel what is sure to be a great run of energy on Saturday. On Sunday the 18th, we have the Sun and Mercury meeting up at 28 degrees of Aries. This is their superior conjunction, which marks the midway point between retrograde cycles. Watch for a message or messenger in the Aries sector of your chart. Some key piece of information will be highlighted on or around this day. Really, the whole weekend is fair game since Mercury is very active throughout. On Monday the 19th, both Mercury and the Sun move into Taurus, one right after the other. Venus and Uranus are already here, so Taurus season will proceed with a good-sized stellium of energy at work. Taurus is a sensual sign that is largely concerned with survival. The bull likes to have enough creature comforts to not only survive, but to thrive. And when it finds a winning formula for getting its needs met, good luck changing the direction of this stalwart. Taurus is the sign of fixed earth, and while all fixed signs share stubbornness as an overarching character trait, Taurus takes it to an unhealthy degree sometimes. But as far as fertility goes, Taurus energy is unmatched. So wherever it falls in your chart is an area of life where you can make slow, steady progress in the coming months. Tuesday and Wednesday are quiet, but the quiet ends on Thursday when Venus forms a conjunction to Uranus at 10 degrees of Taurus. This energy comes at us like a bolt of lightning. Be on the lookout for something electrifying and unexpected if you have planets around this point. Venus-Uranus combines love and money with rapid upgrades, but the influence is usually a little fleeting. Singles may meet someone new and exciting, but staying power is questionable. Established couples will have no problem spicing things up now, though. 
If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at misfortune1111. Ciao for now. I hope that it's so off the rails what she says, and it has nothing to do with what you just introed with. I'm like, keep it my never fingers does. crossed. It never does. Never does. <laughs> oh, Jess, you're the bomb.com girl. I have some paranormal in the news that I sent to Nick last night. I don't know if he read it or not. Um, but the headline <laughs> reads, Border Patrol Agents enter a bizarre time slip off I-10 in Texas. A pair of Border Patrol agents are on an errand, driving east on I-10 towards San Antonio, Texas, in need of gas. So they pull off the highway and then enter into a possible time slip. This is from phantomsandmonsters.com, and this is the account of Kyle and Cam at expanded perspectives and they say when i was a border patrol agent i was sent out to el paso texas to bring back a trailer full of equipment in the middle of january my partner dave and i were on duty not in uniform since we had to load and unload the trailer ourselves and their pistols were in their bags they left el paso en route to san antonio and then laredo As the sun was going down about halfway between Fort Stockton and Sheffield, they were running low on gas, so they looked for a gas station. There wasn't much out there, and on the side of the road, they saw a sign that said, well, gas station, right before an exit. So they pulled off the highway onto a feeder, which Texas exit ramps are the weirdest thing. It's like there is no exit ramp. You're just like on the fucking road. (laughs) So once they were on the other side of I-10, the road became narrow, just about one vehicle wide, and it was in bad shape. Pulling the trailer, we had nowhere to turn around, so we stayed on the road, hoping the gas station was getting close. Been there, done that shit. I hate. It. They're like, gas station, next exit. You're like, where? <laughs> turn on a road, you go like eight miles, you're like, I still don't, there's just trees here. Do I go to the tree yeah. and lift the bark and pull a... Little gas guzzle out. Liars. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the road dead ended in the parking lot of a store. It looked like something out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There were two pumps with a bulb hanging down at the end of an electrical cord. These were older style pumps with the numbered dials and no pay at the pump available. If not for the gas gauge sitting on empty, I would have turned around and left. Dave said he'd fill up while I went in to pay. I walked into the building, opened the door, stepped through, and froze. My hand automatically went to the spot where my holster would have been had I been in uniform. Inside the store were five or six men, mostly in overalls, sitting in folding metal chairs around a black and white TV. The volume was way down, and the picture looked as if it was in need of a better antenna. They all stared at me without so much as a word. Behind the counter was a skinny guy dressed in only his jeans. No shirt, no shoes, but yet he works 
in the service station. He was missing way too many teeth. And I looked at the guys around the TV, then at the guy behind the counter, then back at the guys at the TV. I felt as if they were sizing me up for some nasty event in the near future. That small voice in the back of your head that tries to save you from time to time suggested I should leave. So I handed the guy behind the counter the government credit card and told him I wanted to fill the truck. He took the card and looked as if he didn't know what it was. Next, he reached under the counter and pulled out one of those old-style credit card machines, the kinds where you ran it back and forth across the card to make the imprint of the raised numbers. He had to look around for the right forms to place in the machine. Just as he was handing me the receipt, Dave came through the door. He froze. I saw his hand go to the spot where his holster should have been. He backed out of the door, and I followed him as quick as I could without running. Once back on I-10, we talked about what we had just seen, what we thought we had run into. We talked it over all the way to San Antonio. A couple years later, my wife had to go to San Diego, and so we were driving on I-10. Past Sheffield, I began looking for the exit. There was nothing even remotely like the overpass we had used that night. When I got home, I looked on MapQuest and Google Earth, but couldn't find any trace of the overpass, the road, or the station. I was this, this was in Texas. Yeah, that's just Texas. Like I feel, I feel like Texas's yeah. roads make a zero sense, and B, he yeah. just described a gas station in a shady part Texas. of Texas. Congratulations, sir! You time slipped everyone's time by making us read that goddamn story. I mean, my first thought of the kid behind the counter was instantly meth head. Yeah. And the old guys in overalls watching the black and white TV with an antenna. People still do that somewhere, probably in Texas. And the credit card machine. Listen, <clears throat> that yeah. that gas station with the old pumps, it's probably family owned. No corporation owns it. It's being owned and operated by a, a, a family who has probably had it in their name for decades. Yeah. And they're not going to pay extra money to get Wi-Fi and electrical stuff in it, so they're going to operate the gas station based off of what it had and was built on. Yep. Hence no, the, hence the TV, hence no credit card machine, and you, oh. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Well, it's like, like do a little really. more research. Okay, if you think like this exit just up and disappeared, call somebody. Say, was there ever an exit here? Was there a gas station there? Don't just go, you know, we drove by and it wasn't there. And I went to MapQuest. Is MapQuest even still a thing? And it wasn't there. Come on. It's it like it reminds me a lot of when I was super into ghost hunting shit when I was I mean, I still am. But when I was like in college and we all had insomnia. And so we went to these the most haunted places we could find that were like that of Florida legend and whatever. And we would we would go somewhere, and we didn't know it existed. So we'd go to like a haunted place, find a back road, go down the back road, and be like, "Wow, this is super creepy!" Ha ha ha! Cool. Walk around, eat our Burger King, get back in the car, move on. And we would go back to that place because we were like, "Wow, that was creepy. I wonder if it was actually there." And then we turn around and we go. If you really are that mo- like moved by something, yeah. go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> You obviously had to go back that way. 
I'd have been like, okay, I'm going to go in this time with my gun in my holster just in case Mr. Meth Mouth gets snarky with me. Starts to get a little frisky. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But also, you you had you immediately had the thought to, and you you didn't even think it was a subconscious trigger that you were like, boom, gun, holster. This place is sketchy. Why would you leave that place? Yeah. Because both of you thought it was messed up. Why would you leave and then not come back to make sure that that intuition you were feeling to grab your guns, both of them, that you didn't have, by the way, you don't want to go back and and find out why you felt that way about this place like the next day when you have a holster? Exactly. Or a gun and holster? I got super excited when I saw the time slip thing and... And I really tried to buy into it, but I feel like, you know, if you were back in the 30s and 40s, you wouldn't have a meth mouth without a shirt. <laughs> I feel like there was like a little bit more. I, I, they had like the backwoodsy areas, but I feel like even the, the, the lower class folk dressed nicely. And also you could, couldn't you, like male or female, could you not go to jail for that? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure shirtless men in a store, no matter how small the town, was like prey to hunters. Like the cops could run in and be like, boom, you're done. Get in the, get in the car. Well, and even you think about it back in the olden days, if it really was a time slip, this, the guys that worked at the service station wore, wore the nice iron shirts with their name on the the chest said rusty rusty or whatever the hell it's, they wore the rusty, hat rusty bud jingling <laughs> change thing on their belt you know <laughs> i don't know i think this guy just wanted some attention or the the publication whatever the public the, the the website also was like okay here's a story we found on like reddit let's repurpose it for our website yes. all re- all due respect to the website but listen we all know we have slow news days i get it <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! Oh, and I, of course, that's the one I chose. Oh well, what are you gonna do? I, I, I listen. I would much rather like hear this story and then playfully debunk it. <laughs> True. Than you tell me something that's gonna fuck up my whole night and make me lose sleep. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Because my other story was gonna be oh that there's a planet inside our planet. There is no. Middle Earth, so that which is terrifying. Yeah, I got to stop <laughs> reading, Earth. you know, Facebook stories because it's all saying we're gonna die, everybody, within the next ten years. Not cool. Oh, I mean that. I mean, who knows? We're gonna be bionic by yeah. then. We're gonna be operated by Teslas. <laughs> yes, I took my Tesla ghost hunting. Didn't get a goddamn I, I, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bummed. It's because you. It's because you went looking for it's one. True. It's very, everybody's watching me. People, I guess, take their dogs and babies for walks in this cemetery in Bloomington. I had no idea. And I'm just kind of inching along these itty bitty, teeny tiny little roads looking for ghosts on my big, you know, screen inside my car. They're looking at me like, oh, that bitch be crazy. <laughs> There's another one. That's a third time today. I tell you, a lot of people drive Teslas Tesla around here. This week, Sue <laughs> Do you have big dreams and think you'd love to run your own business? You might see a need in your community or the world that you think you can help fill. Or maybe you just really crave the freedom to work from when and where you want. 
I'm Jackie Pretzman, and I help women to create businesses they love. I've partnered with Oddity Files to bring you details about Dream Business Bootcamp, my online course to kickstart your business in six weeks. In the course, we cover everything from getting clear on your business idea to creating and pricing your first offering, getting your business online, and then actually attracting ideal customers who want to pay you for what you do. Now, Dream Business Bootcamp is opening for enrollment this month, and Kitsy has something special to share just for Oddity Files listeners. She's right, guys. I do. Here's your special link for Jackie's Dream Business Bootcamp. Go to tinyurl.com slash dreambusinessbootcamp today. Thanks, Jackie. Are you a coffee addict like me? Well, check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash bones coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost effective there. And the store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it. Head on over to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People, where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. <laughs> Tell me a story, Nick. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to get into it quick because we're pretty, we're, we're deep in it now. So, uh, this was a this was a uh, serendipitous situation this week for me. I, I didn't want to tell another story from Reddit. I love Reddit so much, but like I was telling you before this podcast, when you when a story finds you, it, no matter where you're at, I was scrolling the Twitters and someone had like screenshotted this 
Reddit story from six years ago, and I was like, shit, this is what I got to yeah. do. This is different. I got to try it. But on my journey that I didn't know I was on <laughs> to find a story, uh, I also found something that changed my life. Oh. Uh, and and this is a preamble to my story. Um, has nothing to do with it at all. Oh, okay. But it's a little short tidbit that uh, it jumped out at me. It was also someone had posted on Twitter, and I was like, wow, this this is what I needed. Um, and it's a poem. Oh, snap. Let me get my fingers ready. Uh, a poem from 2001. And uh, if you don't want to hear this, please hit the, the little 20-second fast-forward button, and you can skip right over it. But you're not going to want to miss it. You're not. Trust me. And the poem goes a little something like this. Hey, check out the ass on that guy. He's got a really hot ass. I'd like to see his ass naked with his hot naked ass. Hey, check out her hot ass. That chick's got a hot ass. She's a red hot ass chick. I want to touch it. Hey, check out the ass on that old man. That's one hot old man ass. Look at his ass. His ass, his old man ass. Hey, check out that dog's ass. Wow, that dog's ass is hot. That dog's got a hot dog ass. I want to squeeze that dog's hot dog ass like a ball, but a hot ball, a hot ass ball. Uh, uh, (laughs) Hey, check out the ass on that bird. How's a bird get a hot ass like that? That's one hot bird ass. I want to put that bird's hot ass in my mouth and swish it around and around and around. Uh. Hey, Check out the ass on that bike. Damn, that bike's asses. H-O-T. You ever see a bike with an ass that hot? I want to put my hot ass on that bike's hot ass and make a double hot ass bike ass. Hey, check out that building. It's got a really, really, really hot ass. And the doorman and the ladies in the information booth and the guy in the elevator got themselves a buttload of hot ass. I want to wrap my arms around the whole damn hot ass building and squeeze myself right through its hot ass and out the other side. I want to get me a hot ass piece of all 86 floors of hot, hot, hot ass. Scene. That's a hot ass poem by Jennifer L. Knox, 2001. Jennifer, well done. She is an ass man like myself it was beautiful it changed my life i i had fallen out of my chair and onto the floor uh (laughs) on your ass (laughs) i was having a real shitty day on my on my ass and i just i it it you know sometimes you don't know what you're you're gonna get on these journeys of finding a story each week and that on the reddit sometimes you find a that was on the twitter someone had posted it and i i died good for her um I actually died. Anyway, now you've gotten the preview. Here's this week's story. Uh, (laughs) This comes from Reddit. Six years ago, uh, it is from Ben C. Bartlett, and the story is titled Radio Silence. And this is something that I haven't really talked about a bunch since uh, being on this podcast. So here we go. 36,400,000. That's the expected number of intelligent civilizations in our galaxy, according to Drake's famous famous equation. Drake the rapper? I'm going to say no, but if you want to think that, I... He seems like a man of science. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> For the last 78 years, we, have, we had been broadcasting everything about us. Our radio, our television, our history, our greatest discoveries to the rest of the galaxy. 
We had been shouting our existence at the top of our lungs to the rest of the universe, wondering if we were alone. 36 million civilizations, yet in almost a century of listening, we hadn't heard a thing. We were alone. And that's it. That's the story. (laughs) That's a wrap. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Done. We're all alone. We're going to die alone. There's no... In a pandemic. (laughs) In a pandemic. There's no center of the earth. Uh, There's bear men and time-slipped gas stations that are lied about. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Sasquatches with... Mohawks that lead to their pine cones. It's <laughs> oh, going to be hard to, to reel this one back. <laughs> so we were alone. Uh, that was until about five minutes ago. The transmission came on every transcendental multiple of hydrogen's frequency that we're listening to. Transcendental harmonics, things like hydrogen's frequency times pi. That's science stuff I will never understand, but hopefully everyone else does. Nope. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Um, Transcendental harmonics don't appear in nature, so I knew it had to be artificial. The signal pulsed on and off very quickly with incredibly uniform amplitudes. My initial reaction was that this was some sort of binary transmission. I measured 1,679 pulses in the one minute that the transmission was active. After that, silence resumed. Man, I'm doing great so far. (laughs) Oh, God. The numbers didn't make any sense at first. They just seemed to be a random jumble of noise, but... The pulses were so perfectly uniform and on a frequency that was al- always so silent, they had to come from an artificial source. I looked over the transmission again and my heart skipped a beat. 1,679, that was the exact length of the Arecibo message sent out 40 years ago. I excitedly started arranging the bits in the original 73 by 23 rectangle. I didn't get more than halfway through before my hopes were confirmed. This was the exact same message. The numbers in binary from 1 to 10. The atomic numbers of the elements that make up life. The formulas for our DNA nucleotides. Someone had been listening to us and wanted us to know they were there. That's then fucking it, terrifying. Uh, y- right? Yeah. Yes. Didn't let, it's like, hey, we're here. We know about you. You know nothing about us. Yep. Fucking terrifying. Okay, go ahead. Oh, absolutely. Then it came to me. This original message was transmitted only 40 years ago. This means that life must be at almost... This means that life must be at most 20 light years away. A civilization within talking distance? This would revolutionize every field I have ever worked in. Astrophysics, astrobiology, astro, the signal's beeping again. This time, it's slow. Deliberate, even. It lasts just under five minutes, with a new bit coming in once per second. Though the computers are, of course, recording it, I start writing them down. Zero, one, zero, one. Uh, one, zero, zero. Sorry, I lost the numbers. They just ran off the page. I had to catch them. Uh, I knew immediately this wasn't the same message as before. 
My mind races through the possibilities of what this could be. The transmission ends. Having transmitted 248 bits. Surely, this is too small for any meaningful message. What great message to another civilization can you possibly send with only 248 bits of information? On a computer, the only files that small would be limited to text. Was it possible? Were they really sending a message to us in our own language? Come to think of it, it's not that out of the question. We had been transmitting pretty much every language on Earth for the last 70 years. I begin to decipher with the first encoding scheme I could think of, ACII, or AC2, whatever the technological lingo is. Zero, one, zero, one, zero, one, zero, zero. That's B, zero, one, one, zero, zero, one, zero, one, E. As I finish piecing together the message, my Drink stomach... Drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought the same thing when I read this. <laughs> As I finish piecing together this message, my stomach sinks like an anchor. The words before me answer everything. Be quiet, or they will hear you. Get the fuck... No, 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 no. Saw a headline on those Facebook news stories that I shouldn't look at anymore that was just as terrifying. Somebody says, stop putting all that information out about us because they're going to learn everything about us and we know nothing about them. I think it's the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh... Yeah, uh, terrifying for a lot of reasons, because if you take everything out, if you put one human in a room, I'm talking a singular being in a room, and you select what you're giving them, you're giving them access to every language in our world. You're giving them X amount of television shows that you want them to hear. X amount of music that you want. And all of these things are things that you want them to see. They're things that are the best You are literally feeding the best of our world to one being. Now, imagine that we're feeding the best of our world, of our civilization, to a civilization of beings (laughs) for dozens and dozens of years. (laughs) It is terrifying. This actually happened? Uh, I do not know. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I, it's taken I mean, with a grain of salt us to be quiet i'm fucking terrified <laughs> oh absolutely uh, I, that's why i love these stories because like they're as real as you make them uh yeah this very much so could be a fictional story of someone who just is damn good at first person writing mm-hmm. um but this very well could be someone that a real thing telling a real story yeah. that they experienced and that's this is it. Some government vault, some vault somewhere. Yeah. Oh God, that's awful. Yeah, it's true or not. Again, every time I, I tell a story from Reddit, I always preface it with "true or not," uh, and a very mo- well may not be true. It doesn't right. matter. Damn good stories. Damn good yeah. stories. Yes. And, I mean, it, it it honestly could be true. We just haven't gotten the goddamn message yet. <laughs> I 
these ghosts and monster stories and stuff, I, I, I take them with a grain of salt because there is some fun to it. Yeah. But you give me stories like this, because I believe there are very intelligent. I mean, I don't believe there are very intelligent people in this world who do not work for the government, who do not work for NASA. Um, this could be a hobby of someone's in their basement where they study intergalactic uh, transmissions and, and, and wave wavelengths and things like that. You can yeah. buy that equipment. So uh, this very well could be someone who was someone and the government's like, don't you ever say anything. We're taking everything. Yeah. Go on with your life. Wow. Don't Food know. for fucking thought. <laughs> Amen. You got yeah, a hot I'm ass. I'm gonna sleep again tonight. <laughs> you got a hot ass poem, and you got a little uh, terrifying otherworldly, and hopefully both those will cancel each other out, and you'll be able to sleep like a baby. There we go. There we go. I'll start thinking about that that hot ass poem, <laughs> that hot ass doorman's ass, and the 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 dog ass, because that was my favorite part. Okay, let's. Let's do some commercials and stuff and things, and then I'll tell a story, which I came across very similarly to the way you did, and it's just as fucking horrifying. Do you need to get in touch with your spiritual energy? Well, join us for a virtual workshop, The Basics of Spiritual Energy, tapping in to your own intuition. Join media personality and energy healer, KJ, paranormal researcher, well, me, Kitsy Duncan, and spirit medium, Tiffany Rice, for this special evening. The workshop will include your energy, your chakras, with KJ, tools for the spirit connection with, well, me, Kitsy, introduction to your intuition with Tiffany. It all goes down April 22nd, 2021, from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. This workshop will definitely be just what you needed. Sign up for tickets now, pxroad.com. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content, to their flexible membership plans. Shudder is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. You help support the podcast. 
I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. Looking for something a little scarier and creepier to listen to during your podcast binges? Well, check out Get Scared Podcast. Every episode, I read stories by independent horror authors that are meant to get you scared. Yeah, I can be creepy. So, so head on over to your favorite podcast app. Search for Get Scared Podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. Let's get scared. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking, heartfelt, funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's the letter X. This all-female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and Spirit Medium. Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of ten, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's X as in the letter X. So yeah, I was on the Facebook because you know, I have no fucking life. And, um, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, this came acro- across on one of the paranormal groups that I follow on Facebook. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? What?" So I clicked on it and I read the story and I was like, oh, this is perfect paranormal oddity files fodder mixed with some true crime, which always makes this bitch so fucking happy. <laughs> and I'm just going to read it as is from... Anomalien.com. That's A-N-O-M alien.com. The headline reads, The Strange Case of Olivia Mabel, Black Magic, and Mysterious Death. And that story goes a little something like this. In 1994, in the state of Texas, someone called 911 but remained silent on the phone. Nevertheless, the police went to the address, but what they found inside this house terrified everyone. The Mabel family lived in the quiet town of Salina, Texas. Oh, full circle. It's a Texas time. Oh, time slip. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, about an hour north of (laughs) Dallas. The family consisted of Olivia Mabel, her husband, Travis, and their son, Aiden. It was a most ordinary and quiet, prosperous family without problems, without oddities in behavior. 
on March 1990, seven-year-old Aiden was found dead in a local pond. It was decided that he accidentally drowned himself. His mother, Olivia, was shocked by grief. She left work. She stopped doing any social work. Even her own husband no longer interested in her. Soon, Olivia and Travis divorced. Travis, fuck you, by the way. Okay. Until September 1991, she still appeared near the house, but very soon no one saw her. Neighbors complained that the unfortunate mother had lost her mind and was probably placed in a hospital or just became a recluse. On February 27th, 1994, a phone call rang from the Mabel's house, which we mentioned at the very beginning. So on February 27th, 1994, the phone call rang. Uh, The police arrived at the house and started ringing on the door, but no one answered them. Then they smashed the door and went inside. Inside, everything was so abandoned, as if no one had cleaned anything for several years. A thick layer of dust on all surfaces and stale air spoke for themselves. However, when the police entered the bedroom, turned out to be incredibly clean and all things were neatly folded. In the middle of the room, Olivia Mabel sat in a rocking chair, wearing a nightgown and slippers. In her hands, she was holding a homemade doll that was roughly made from sticks. Picture Blair Witch. Oh my God, nope. Yep. Judging by the condition of her body, Olivia had been dead for at least a (gasps) month. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, just wait. So in front of the chair was what might have been an altar. On the table, covered with a children's blanket, lay pictures of little Aiden, his drawings, letters that Olivia wrote to her son after his death, several of his toys, candles, flowers, and an urn with the ashes of the boy. There's actually a picture of this altar that I'll, I'll post on the Instagram. The table was covered with notes on yellow paper and in an incomprehensible language. Later, it turned out that this is Sanskrit, and there are written such words as create, raise, and build. Everything at first was similar to what the neighbors thought. Olivia went mad with grief and spent all her days longing for her son. But then the oddities began. Investigators found another note in the house, dated February 27th, 1994, the day when there was a call to 911. At the same time, the note was clearly written by Olivia's hand. It was her well-known, uneven handwriting. But how could that be? Olivia, judging by the dried remains, dried at least a month before, in this creepy note was written the following. My Aiden, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have never let it get like this. I'm leaving. I will not let you keep me, you vile, evil creature. Those three words in all caps. Mommy's coming for you, Aiden. My sweet Aiden. Mommy loves you. Covered in goosebumps. What the heck? So the official investigation decided that Olivia had written the letter in advance, 
But some of the officers had admitted that that while they were in the house, they felt very uncomfortable and felt someone's otherworldly presence. They were so convinced that what they felt, they even called for an expert in paranormal phenomenon. God damn it. Why didn't they call me? Oh, because I wasn't into the paranormal then. (laughs) But they did call Francisco Santiago, whose uncle was fond of occult things, was the first police officer to suggest that the altar created by Olivia was just not a memorial sign, but was used to create the so-called tulpa or thought forms. Perhaps Olivia was trying to create an image of her dead son. And for this, she resorted to magical practices. But what happened after that? What had the tulpa Olivia created in Aiden's image gotten out of control? Had he turned evil? Maybe the tulpa was the one who killed Olivia. Whom did Olivia call in her note to her son? A vile, evil creature. And who or what placed the silent 911 calls from the house that evening? Unfortunately, nothing was said to the press about what Olivia Mabel's autopsy revealed and what was the cause of her death. Belgian, French explorer, spiritualist, and Buddhist, Alexandra David Neal observed tulpa creation in the 20th century Tibet and wrote in Magic and Mystery on Tibet, once the tulpa is endowed with enough vitality to be capable of playing the part of a real being, it tends to free itself from its maker's control. This, say, Tibetan occultists, happens nearly mechanically, just as a child. When his body is completed and able to live apart, leaves its mother's womb. In 2005, the case of the Mabels resurfaced in the press when it turned out that no one wanted to buy the abandoned house. Um, Dibs! (laughs) (laughs) The landlord eventually invited a paranormal expert from Austin, Drew Navarro, to the house to do a cleanup. Cleanup is in parentheses. According to Navarro, as soon as he entered the house, he almost choked. I've been in hundreds of strange places, but never before have I felt such a powerful force. I could barely breathe, and my heart was pounding wildly. The energy of the house was different in different rooms, but everywhere was very negative. Navarro did not find out exactly what was wrong with this house, but he compared the evil entity, probably living in it until now, with a child who rushes into hysterics from helplessness and anger. I have been meaning to do a story on tulpas for the longest time. Wow. And this was perfect. You're familiar with what a tulpa is, right? I'm assuming I was looking up the photos uh, as you were telling the story of because I, I wanted to see what the shrine looked like. So mm-hmm. I imagine that's sort of what it looks like. It's like a divot box, kind of? A tulpa is something... That has is believed in so much that people put enough thought and energy into it that it becomes reality. Some people say that Slender Man is a tulpa. Oh. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So um, did, did she end up 
creating her son that really wasn't her son in spirit form? Nobody knows, but that story is fucking bone chilling. That I yeah, I like the visual in my head is like that she had enough like she gave it enough to feed off of with the manifestation that she like just created this like David Lynch style human ghost creature who just like comes yeah. to life, she sees him, passes on, and this thing just like walks out of the house. <laughs> like that's what I see. It's just it's it's just wild. And who made the nine one one fucking call is what I don't get. There's no way it was the neighbors because I the picture of this house, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Um long curved driveway I'm, I'm sure there are neighbors like i have neighbors like you know you wave when you get the mail or when they drive by on the street yeah but the fact that the 911 call was made and it was just dead silent on the other end was it aiden the tulpa that called and was like okay mom's getting a little stinky the cops should probably come take her i feel like if it was anybody it was the husband that the husband had showed up to the house maybe to check on her, saw it, didn't want to be there for it because he was just like, oh my fuck, like what has happened? Like what happened? And then he called and left it. Because that's, I mean, you you do hear that happening on occasion where if someone doesn't want to be involved, what they'll do, I mean, if if there's someone who sees an accident and the person needs help, they will, and they don't want to be involved, which there are people like that. They're just like, I don't want to be a part of this, but I want to help. They call, and then they hang up because usually, yeah, you know, they will they will come there. They know where the call is coming from. So that's the only person I think it could have been as the husband showed up, not maliciously. Maybe uh, I mean, he sounds like an asshole, but he might maybe he showed up yeah. to check on her, let himself in uh, and then was like, oh, my God. And then called the cops, hung up, left. Yeah. Like, given him there one. needs to be a movie made about this one million percent yeah i i'm surprised it hasn't been that no one like got the rights to it or whatever but also i'm i'm not surprised that no one has it because it's like how do, how do you end a story you follow this like grieving mother and basically the way that the movie ends she like dies to see her kid and then they find her rotting body like and never yeah. solve her murder or, or whatever it was yeah, and I did a little research. Nobody ever solved her her murder. And I did find information on the coroner's report, and it said she died of natural causes. So just literally manifesting your vitality and it getting sucked out of you, basically. Your life being sucked out of you. Literally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Insane. I, I could not wait to share that story with I'm you. I'm so surprised that no one... Uh, uh, this is again. It's. I mean, I guess Latoya Mons, you know, got the attention of of uh, uh, Baggins, but uh, I'm surprised. Like Latoya Mons, like this specific case, something that has documentation that has like re- this is a real life thing that happened. There's no doubt about it. it is, oh, those pictures of the altar are crime scene photos. Yeah, this is real. This is a very real thing, and the fact that like this is not on the forefront. Just like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? Like, this is is laid out. Yeah, it is laid out. Solve it, and you know, use this case and say this is fact. Now we can investigate new things that are happening yeah. currently. 
which none of that shit matters. You got to crack the past first before you can start cracking the present. I mean, maybe she did conjure Aiden. Maybe it really was him. It wasn't a tulpa. And maybe he just didn't want to come back, you know, and, and he's pissed. I don't know. I want to investigate that fucking house. I can't believe Zach Baggins hasn't bought that fucking house. And um, if I were in a better financial situation, I'd be looking to buy that fucking house. <laughs> yeah, Zach Baggins should be buying fictional uh, possessed guitars. You just sell it and buy that right. house. Actually buy something haunted. Absolutely. <laughs> um, there's no good segue to... Anyway, listener story. That's amazing. John sent this story to me. <laughs> He said, I had enjoyed a long career as a flight attendant for Eastern Airlines, which ended when they folded in 1991. My parents, especially my father, were extremely proud of my airline career. Zoom forward to 1997. My father had been hospitalized. Visiting him one evening, I told him that I'd been toying with the idea of applying for another airline and reviving my flying career. His very last words to me were, fly, son, fly. Sadly, he passed away early the next morning. I did indeed successfully land a flying position with this other airline. I was based in Oakland, California, and enjoyed a short commute to my home in San Jose. Late one night, there was one last leg of a three-day trip heading into Oakland from Los Angeles. The captain had dinged us to secure the cabin for landing. Working my way from the back of the half-empty cabin forward, I was making sure seatbelts were fastened, tray tables up, seat backs forward, etc., etc. As I neared the front of the darkened cabin, I got three rows from the front, leaned forward to ask the gentleman to fasten his seatbelt, and came face to face with my father. He simply looked at me as if it was the most natural thing in the world. All feeling from my knees to my feet disappeared, totally and completely shocked, but not scared. I turned tail and did a beeline down the aisle to an empty window seat. My friend Maria, who was flying lead, was standing in the front of the plane. Fully expecting me to finish securing the cabin and take my jump seat up front, she was surprised when I took off for the back of the plane. She came back, sat down, looked at me and asked, are you okay? You look as if you've seen a ghost. I explained that I'd seen my father in 3C, plain as day. Unless, of course, it was his doppelganger, which I highly doubted. She looked me dead in the eye and said, and in parentheses, I can still hear her to this day. There's no one seated in row three. Goosebumps. Together, we went forward to take our jump seat. In passing row three, I could see that there was no one there. I knew I had seen my dad. When I told my mom the next day, she wasn't surprised at all. That was dad checking in on you, she told me. He was always so proud of your flying career. I have no doubt it was daddy. Neither do I doubt that it was my father. He made his presence known in many ways throughout the years. Like you, I've been told I'm an empath. My husband is an empath too. We've been together 32 years. Like mom, he fully believes that it was dad that evening on the plane, which begs the question, why is it possible for such a newfound spirit to be able to manifest when it takes others years? Like you, I have questions about the spirit world and wanted to share my story with you. Thanks, Kitsy. John. Wow. 
I, like, yeah. Wow. Uh, every time I mean, it's only the second time I've read it I read it when he sent it to me and then I read it now but every time he gets to the point where the lady says there's no one in row three I'm like ah, goosebumps that's uh, I feel like we're, <laughs> we're over an hour now so I won't stay on this for too long but I do I do believe that uh, there's something about being in the air in the sky and experiencing uh out of body supernatural type experiences i do think there's something to it i don't think we hear about it enough but i do think there's something to be discussed there for sure oh yeah yeah absolutely but it was another beautiful story with a happy ending and and no dies trying to conjure their child so. yes yeah it's what i needed it's a nice little cherry on top to make me feel better you've got poems about asses i've got stories about <laughs> fathers coming to their sons yep. beautiful <laughs> on that note thanks to our patreon executive producers doug malden lock donald blanche flower and ryan hoke you guys are amazing and thank you listeners again for just being so damn good we fell off in greenland a little bit but puerto rico is coming in fast hey. so you get well it, it goes america canada australia and then puerto rico so yeah puerto rico let's do it i don't speak any spanish and i can't do a spanish accent so i apologize but i love you i'm kitsy duncan <laughs> weird is the new cool and i'm nick floyd ghost on <laughs> oh my god oddity files is part of the just what i needed network we hope we're just what you needed the podcast is brought to you by the oddity files tv show have you heard of it have you watched it head on over to amazon prime video and check out oddity files a three-season investigative paranormal show Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Lock, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files please support our partners every little bit helps rate review and subscribe especially on apple podcasts it's what helps us get the word out there and you know we can always use a new weirdo or two come hang out with us on our facebook fan group just search oddity files fan group all kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay. Go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs>